0: There ain't no horses running round the Kairos anymore. But that's has been a football club here since 1864. Trying to do the town or city proud. playing under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground.
1: So we're back together as a threesome. Um... Alex has decided to join us this week. Thinking about it, he left us alone last week. Where were you last week, Alex? We're, we we need to know these important facts.
2: Um, what day last week? Oh. You know, what, I can't remember, Thursday, but... wasn't it? I can't
1: remember. Thursday, wasn't it? I think
3: Thursday or Friday. Thursday, yeah. I think.
2: Yeah. All the days merged together over Christmas and Year. I can't remember what I was doing. Well, that's it just... was
3: Friday. Friday, actually, yeah. Friday after Friday oh, dinner time, it? Wasn't it?
2: yeah.
1: Well, that's rubbish, Alex, basically. You've had your hair cut, though, I can see. Looking
2: fresh. Yeah, fresh trim for the podcasts. Mm. Not anyone can see me. I was going to say, it's
1: good good, that on an audio podcast, isn't it? Can you describe it to the listeners? It's one of those fade things that the kids have. The kids. (laughs) (laughs) And and the (laughs) 30-year-olds. So... um, We'll talk about Soliel in a minute because I know we were there. Richie, did you watch from home or were you, were, did you go? And I didn't see what was the score.
3: Uh, yeah, I was here. Well, I watched it on telly. You did um, a streamy type thing, did he? It wasn't through the Vanarama Nationally, but that's all you need to know.
1: Oh, okay. That, well, <laughs> we'll 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 investigate that some more. Um, <laughs> Then there's not much news, but I guess there's a bit of transfer news now this 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 month. So we'll we'll mm. fill out our news section with transfer news speculation about who we seeing in the shell garage buying a bag <laughs> of monster munch or whatever today. <laughs> which is quite funny. Um and then I we'll we'll have a look around the panorama um and we'll preview our cup trip this weekend, which we've now all got tickets for. Am I right? Are we we're all going now?
3: We have, yet.
2: Yeah. yeah, thanks to the uh, the wonders of Twitter, managed to get two tickets. So, cheers for the retweet, as always. Is that Was that the same for you, Richie? Did you get yours off Twitter or
1: did you get them from somewhere else?
2: No,
3: I did a bit of digging. Somebody was selling them three days ago and said to him, did you sell, did you sell them? And he went, no, I was going to put them on the fans chat in the morning. Yeah. I said, oh, Brilliant. no need, no need. I'll, have- I'll, uh, I'll take them off you. Okay, good. So,
1: we're all going... Um, which should be a good trip. I think we've got a chance of winning that, and I'll tell you why later on. Um, so let's start with Solil. What did we think? I mean, I mean, I never thought we'd take six points off them in both games. Second game was much harder. Um, I don't know whether they were better or we were worse. A combination of the both. But, I mean, I'm just glad to come away with three points. What, what, was, what was it like watching it, Richie? What did you think?
3: I think it's something I touched on last week, and I said, you know, when we seem to see what they're going to throw at us or what they're capable of. That's how we seem to start, really. Um, obviously, we'll go on to play as individual performances and later on or whatever, but I think we started comfortable. Then we just sort of, a bit like Notts County away, really. We just took our foot off the gas, it seemed. I think we were there as a threat, but I just, it wasn't great watching, but, and we did look in danger at some points. Yeah. Um, and then there's me, obviously praising our clean sheet record, but before the game, um, it's caught, they've caught me out twice. But yeah, I just think we looked, we were comfortable. I think that's the we, we didn't. It was another third gear performance, wasn't it? Obviously, piece of brilliance for the for the free kick and things like that, whatever. But a good editor as well with the goal. But um, doing good. I think the positives were we had a couple of different players on the score sheet, and mm. we were never really, really in danger. Their goal obviously coming right at the end. But um, I just think, yeah, I just think we just did enough.
1: Um, I think being there, they had a spell, Alex, for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, where it felt like a goal was coming. Being there, that's how it felt. It might have looked different on the telly, but that's how I I felt. I mean, I was only bloody 20 yards away from you, whatever it was. What did you think, especially in that first, that sort of spell or two spells that they had, really?
2: Yeah, I think we were much the better team apart from that one spell in the first half. I think just after we scored, it was about 10, 15 of minutes. Most of it coming down our left-hand side, which we were next to on the side. Um, Mark Howard, to his credit, pulled off two or three decent saves um, in that 10, 15-minute spell. And you're right, we were probably quite lucky to get away without conceding. Um, but apart from that spell of pressure in the first half, I thought we were comfortable and, um, and worthy winners as well.
1: Yeah, it was nice just for Tony Cliff to get a goal because he's been threatening that for a little while. Th- Parky re- uh, alluded to it in his press conference afterwards. I think he said he was, he was referring back to, I think it was Scunthorpe where he had two stops yeah. on or nearly on the line. Um, so it's been coming for a while, but it was a great ball by Lee. I thought Lee was really good again Um Thought he caused them absolute nightmares. Um, he wanders around. He's problematic. Um, but I know a lot of people have referred to Tom O'Connor because he was just a real steady and influence, wasn't it? I know he scored a, a, a great goal, but he, he did put out a lot of fires. Um, again, I don't know if it looked like that on the telly, Rich. But he, you know, he he just mops things up, doesn't he?
3: Yeah, I think just going on Elliot Leanne O'Connor, I think. Lee just picking the pockets now. He's having a run of games, isn't he? We're seeing his quality shine through. And I think the same is going to happen with Tom O'Connor now. I think he's, he's given us a bit of a, a bit of an insight into his game. Because, you know, it's the first time we've seen him, isn't it, for a good, a good run of games really, yeah, yeah. without picking up an injury. Um, and I think, I won't mention too much, but I think Saturday could be his game, I think.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, front two are quiet. Alex Ollie looked... All looked like he's travelling a lot, and he's you know he looked like he had no legs in him. Um, For what you know, somebody else said to me, uh, somebody in the ground said to me, he looked like he'd been on a bender. Um, But I think he just, I just wonder, you just wonder whether that commute is is a good thing for him or not, or whether he is just you know off the pace a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think with Palmer and Mullen, um, they set themselves such high standards, don't they, in terms of goal scoring and their overall display. So when they do have a bad game, it is noticeable, and especially Palmer. I think that's the worst I've ever seen him play for Wrexham um, since he joined 12 months ago. He was he looked a bit lethargic. He had a couple of tame efforts. He was wasteful in possession. But you very, very rarely see Oli Palmer of two bad performances back to back. Um, So let's hope come the FA Cup game and the rest of the league games, he's back on form. Um, But like I say, because he's usually a seven or eight out of 10 and a threat on goal, when he does have an off day, it's noticeable. So I wouldn't look too much into it. I've heard people say he's put on a bit of weight. So he looks like he's been on the booze over Christmas. I think that's absolute nonsense. Players especially at National League level, are allowed to have an off game now and then.
1: Yeah, I think part of our problem, I think it's becoming clear now, is that we don't have somebody at the moment that we can bring on to give those guys a rest because Sam Dolby, when he has had these chances, hasn't taken them. Um, So if for whatever reason, I know some people say, well, he's only getting five minutes or 10 minutes here and there. I understand that but his job is to go and make an impression whenever he gets the chance, isn't it? That is your job as a backup forward. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, it does make you, and again, we'll come on to transfer rumours, but it does make you start to think, well, something like that could be believable because, you know, maybe they're thinking a more experienced body might come in and, you know, put the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit. Um I don't know what quality that'll be and as I said we'll save that for later but you know it does I to, to me Richie you know it won't surprise me if 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 A striker rocks up this week it wouldn't surprise me at all and I'm not for this no we've got Dolby we won't sign anybody
3: no just a little bit on Palmer that when he's scoring goals and he's playing well the travelling's not a problem is it no when he has a like Alex said he doesn't have a great game on uh, against Solio that's when people start picking holes and trying to find excuses for him. It's going to take his toll going back into, and I think that's something that needs to be looked at again another date, but maybe in the summer. I think that needs to, you know, with the length of contract we've given him, I think we he needs to a bit. He needs to move up here, doesn't he? His base needs to needs to come up here, really, because I don't think you can do it for too long. Dolby it just hasn't worked out for me. He's just... Even if he looked a threat, I think his... If he had hard luck, do you know what I mean? If he yeah. missed six one-on-ones or he hit the post at the bar, do you know what I mean? He's not. I think we expected more of him. I think Park expected more of him. We didn't. We haven't got that out of him. But I completely agree with. you. I think if it's not this week, it'll be next week. That there'll be another uh, another striker coming. These people saying, "Well, we've already got Dalby and Bickerstaff." No offense to them too. They ain't gonna help you in the league. Them too.
4: No.
1: Um. So. I personally thought that was Mark Howard's best game. Um, I know he's people are criticising him for the goal at the end, but prior to that, I think he'd banked enough credit for me. He was he, he was really good. Came for crosses and set pieces, pulled off a couple of good saves first half. I'm thinking about the tip over the bar. I can't remember who hit that for them, um, and there was a header as well from quite close range that he was able to you know to to do a good job on. Um, But who did you think was man of the match, Alex? Who stood out for you? Is it a Tom
2: O'Connor sweep coming up here or what? It was a a toss-up between Elliot Lee and Tom O'Connor for me. Um, Elliot Lee first off was just ridiculously good. Um, It's not just attacking either. I've noticed he's got a hell of a challenge on him. Like You can track back, slide in, win the ball back for you in midfield, no problem. But the way he just slides past defenders... Um, with ease and his calmness on the ball, his creativity, his vision, um, his chipped pass for for Tony Cliff's goal as well. He's just an absolute joy to watch and he should be playing at least a league higher, probably in League One, the championship, at at the very minimum. Um, Tom O'Connor, steady performance. Well, steady is not the right word. A controlled performance. Um, He looked comfortable in midfield, comfortable on the ball. Um, put his tackles in, he's composed, which is what I really like about him. And obviously that free kick, we had a great view of it, didn't we? <laughs> From the side, straight into the top corner. Um, obviously we will going to match ratings later, but for me, Elliot Lee was a nine, Tom O'Connor was an eight. So I'm just leaning towards Elliot Lee, the man of the match.
1: Who did you think, Richie?
2: I would, I'm going to go with a pair of you. I think it's a split. I do
3: Howard and O'Connor. Um, and that's not to say that Howard would have won it. I don't think it. I've looked back at the goal a few times now, and it's his stance, isn't it? Really, it's not that his his leg moves towards the ball. The ball comes over, and it's sort of his standing leg type of thing where his balance balances and it's hit it and gone in. So I, I think it's a bit a bit critical to you know to say it could have been stopped. Don't get me wrong, but then the ball could not come into the box, couldn't it? So do you know what I mean. It's one of them, but I would I think it's a joint one for me. Howard and O'Connor.
1: Okay, but overall, I mean, we take six points from Solliol. Uh, you know, I, if you'd have said we're going to take six points, score how many goals? Seven goals. I've lost track. Seven goals. Yeah. Concede one against Solial, you'd have just snapped. You'd have snapped somebody's hand off, wouldn't you? You wouldn't care how how it came. You'd have just gone, yes, please, six points, thanks very much.
2: Plus. Plus, if you had offered us more points than Knotts County over the Christmas period, you'd, taken, you'd have yes. taken that all day long. So, very good Christmas and New Year.
1: <coughs> now, I I, um, I don't know whether I put it in our little chat, but <clears throat> I was listening to Mark Griffiths. I've got to try and find this now, haven't I? I listening to Mark Griffiths doing um, oh, the Dragon Art podcast. I don't know if you ever listened to it. Um, and he put out a, uh, a brilliant stat. Let me just see if I can find it. I thought it was really interesting. Um, of course, It's I'd just like... about the
3: top ten games, is it? Yeah, or so you, top Yeah, 16? do you remember
1: it, Rich? Uh, I, yeah, oh, I remember you put it in the chat, you didn't I've you? Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is uh, this was right at the time. So this, to be fair, I think this was prior to this was prior to the Solliol game. Um, so of the teams currently sat in the top ten, Wrexham have got to play nine of those teams. Okay. Five of them are at home. Uh, the rest, the other four were away and they were mainly against teams who were in the bottom sort of half of that yeah. top 10. Yeah. Um. Nott County have got nine to play. Only four of them at home. So only one less. Uh, but their away games are obviously much, much tougher. For, for instance, they've got to come to us, haven't they? Um, yeah. They were much tougher. Um. But Chesterfield, who was sort of Lingering there even though it feels like their results have been worse than ours they're lingering there if you look they're not you know they're not far away at all now um they've got 10 games to play so they've got to play everybody in the top 10 but only one of those games are at home so they've got nine you know nine away games against teams currently sat in the top 10 so i just thought that was really interesting because it just shows how sort of skewed the sort of fixtures are that uh you know it towards the end it will start to level out won't it it'll it'll all become much clearer
3: yeah i, I mean also um just looking at some other results wherever the moment you don't want to be playing teams like eastleigh um which is a bit of a no-no for me but go to on touch on chesterfield i think we'll know by the end of january um if they are title challengers or not because they've got to play i know we've got we've obviously got chesterfield ourselves if County it goes ahead them, I think, yeah. with the FA Cup, but they got not they got us they got the pair of us in the end of the week, so uh, that's obviously a big big thing for them. Um, have they got Notts County at home, or have they gone to go into Notts County? Can't remember. I think they're at home actually to Notts County. Um, so then, like you say, about the home games, that's their home game gone, isn't it against the top uh, the top teams Ed, or whatever? Yeah. yeah. So um, it'd be interesting to see, but I think. Uh, it's going to be all about web team strength as well, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And quite interestingly, there's a really good... Um, there's a Notts County fan. I don't know if any of you follow him. Um, called Tom, Tom Williams, who uh, does a lot of graphics and uh, a lot of stuff around Notts County. He's a good follow. He's at Williams 23 on Twitter. Um, and he's done uh, a recruitment plan for Notts County. Uh, a little presentation that he's put together. He does this quite regularly. He did it at the start of the season as well, and um, it's quite interesting looking at how thin their squad is compared to ours. Uh, it was—it's really when you look at the depth that we've got compared to them. You know, it's—it's it's night and day the difference, really.
2: Yeah, and this is why I think January is going to be a huge month, both on the pitch and off the pitch in regards to big matches and transfers. Um, I know we touched on it earlier, but I agree with you too. I do think we need a striker. Um, but if not, County potentially lose one of their big players, whether that be Langstaff or Rodriguez, um, who is out of contract in the summer, that's going to have a huge, huge um, detrimental impact on them. And I think we're in a better position to recruit players if we need to, better quality players as well. Um, So I'll have a look at that tweet, to that recruitment uh, Mm. strategy um, by the Knox County fan. That'll be interesting. Um, But even though we're behind Knox County at the moment, albeit we played a game there, Southall got us huge favourites, especially because of the Mark Griffiths research as well and the fact that we've played our hardest away games already and the form we've been in at home. No teams want to come to the race course, will they? So, yeah, January is a huge month for me.
1: Just touching on that, um, talking about other teams, I guess. um, I've just been reading up about Shimanga. Um, There was a speculative piece, really, that I I just read, sort of saying, well, there's loads of clubs want him. We don't know if Birmingham are going to come in for him but then it never named any of the clubs that supposedly want him, which is a bit weird. So that was a bit of a puff piece and nothing piece really. Um, but I follow, um, I follow the son of a football agent um, on social media. And he said today that Charlton have made it clear that they want Langstaff. So, you know, there's another big boy, supposedly, you know, the, the, uh, was it Middlesbrough was probably the one yeah. that might took at his heartstrings a little bit. Cause it, I believe he's from up that way. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, so whether that is his club or what I, you know, don't know if he's a Newcastle fan. I guess he'd have no interest, really. But you know, another another big club, they're there, they're queuing up. There's definitely interest. Luke Williams said that he's he's had several telephone calls about him, so there's definitely interest. I think the question is just who's going to put up the money.
3: Yeah, I would go as far to say that I think Gert, I think because of his injury, I think he's looking league one maximum. I don't think I think they need to see. I think they're probably going to hope that he'd he'd play a few more games, and uh, and sort of carry on where he left off, which is difficult after a big injury like that. Don't get me wrong, Langstaff. I'm start. I'm starting to go... I don't think a championship club are going for him. I don't think he's. If you look at his record, yeah, he scored goals at the levels he's played at. Granted, mm. but I think again, I think it's League One, and um, I put him in the same bracket as Mullin. Don't think Mullin could go higher than League One. You know, even with with greater service around him, I think they they max the league one players. This when Jamie Vardy went all in years ago, you're not going to get their moves anymore. I don't think.
1: Interesting. Well, we'll see. I guess we'll see, won't we? You know, it'll it will all come to light over the next month. If those football league clubs do want to do something, they'll have to show their hand, won't they? Um, and I would suspect that they'll have to do it sooner rather than later because I, I I would have thought not. County will be saying, we will sell him. For this price, but we want to do it quick because obviously they've got to use the money, then, haven't they? It's no good to them doing it on deadline day.
3: No, no point in them both keeping them and selling selling them on the thirty first of January.
1: And that Rodriguez one is still interesting for me, Alex. Not because I not because I think. Uh, oh, in fact, it's quite interesting. Me and Richie had the uh, Notts County fans in uproar last week, didn't we? Because we did. Uh, apparently, we just said we snap our fingers and Rodriguez will come. Um, but because Rodriguez, obviously his contract is up in the summer. So you take the money for him now, or do you run the risk of letting him walk?
2: Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Um, I don't think in a million years, Knox County would sell to Rexham when it's us two going for the title. Um, but it's that balancing Act, isn't it? Do you get potentially a million plus for him now? Don't get promoted. And then in the summer, he goes for free, and you're back at square one again. Um, so it's not an easy decision for Notts County to make. Obviously, us as and fans, we hope they sell Rodriguez and Langstaff because I think without them two, they'll fall off quite quickly. Um, I guess it's, you never know what's going through a player's head either. Are they happy in the Midlands? Have they got aspirations of making more money? I think they're both 25, <clears throat> 26 now. So in the prime of their career... Pretty much, and do they want to have that extra money playing in the new championship for a bit of security, as opposed to not starting every match? You never know, so only time will tell. But I think most Wrexham fans will hope come the end of January, um, at least one of them will be playing in a different league.
1: Okay, well, what we'll do, we'll um, we'll do our little news section, but we'll start it off with our transfer rumours. Uh, and speculate a little bit about that. What do we think?
3: Um, I've seen that. the Brad Walker one. I around. haven't
1: bloody got there yet. Just I well, fire. <laughs> bloody hell! Christ. Uh, <laughs> I've got them in a particular order, are you? So let's start with the. Uh, in fact, the post, the original, the Facebook post has gone. That da- has gone now. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, for Mo Issa that somebody said that multiple people said they'd seen him in Wrexham, didn't they, today? Um, So Mo Issa is the striker from MK Dons, isn't he? Um, Yeah. That has uh, just come back from a a long-term injury. wouldn't say he's prolific, a bit of a live wire, but there was rumours that he'd fallen out with some people at the club and that's what had triggered this... This initial, yeah, this initial sort of, he might leave because he's fallen out with some people at the club. Um, now MK Dons has just had a new manager, anyway, haven't they? So I don't know whether that clears it all up or or what. Um, so he was, he's been linked with us um, since actually about uh, about the twenty eighth of December, something like that, I think it was when it first reared its head. Um, and then today, obviously, it, it it took fire because one of these what do you have, what do we what do we call them transfer accounts on Twitter tweeted um, the rumor, uh, and then all of a sudden people had seen him in Wrexham, and there was all sorts going on, wasn't there? Um, and Richie was messaging us telling us that Moisa is in the building, and <laughs> um, so that's that's sort of caught fire today. Um, so I mean, what do we think? Do we think there's any legs to it? do we think do we need him what 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 do we
2: think? I would say to answer your two questions um, first of all, is there any truth to it? Not a clue <laughs> I take these twitter i t k transfer accounts um very much of a pinch of salt, not a clue where they get their information from <laughs> But it's a weird one to make up, in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. um, Why would you be sitting at home making up rumours like that? I'm not sure. Um, Not a clue if it is true. Obviously, there's rumours on social media of him being seen at the The Shell Garage.
1: The shell and the the Shell Garage and all sorts, yeah.
2: People have seen some football-y looking people in the car park. Um, So we'll wait and see. In regards to do we need him, I would say 100% yes. Um, He's a League One Quality striker, just having a look at his record now, averages about one in three, which is decent for a striker, as long as there's other attributes to his game. Um, Like Richie said, if Mullen and Palmer get injured, we can't rely, no offence to these players, on Dalby or the young Jake Bickerstaff to help us win the league. It's just not happening. So I think we need that extra striker 100%, even if it's just competition for places, Maybe a little bit of a kick up the backside for Palmer. Perhaps I'm being too harsh on Palmer because he's only had one bad game. But if you know there's a quality striker on the bench who's who's ready to take your place, it might make you raise your game 10%, 15%. Yeah.
1: Richie, what do you think?
2: Well, 50-50
3: on it. I'll tell you why their account started. Because their agent, their player is obviously upset. Their agent just tips somebody off and just says, do us a favour. Just to put this out on social media for us. Um, But, yes, we definitely need him. He ticks a lot of Parky's boxes for me. League One, to start with. Available at the right price, wouldn't he? You know, we're not talking breaking the bank here to get him in. He
1: was MK Don's record signing, wasn't he, apparently?
3: Yeah, from Peterborough, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, you look at the 300 grand... and. That sounds daft now. I talking about that, doesn't it? Really, but yeah. we can, uh, use, you know, it's not a lot of money for us that really. But um, I'm going to go a little bit a step further. I think we need two up top, and I'll tell you why. I think Dalby goes on loan or Bickerstaff. I think they, but you know what? If they both went out, it wouldn't be a problem to me if two came in.
1: Yeah, Parky um, interestingly did hint today in Rich Williams's articles that they would be trying to do some uh, some loan moves if they can get the right moves for the right players. So that would. Almost, I'm not saying Dolby's definitely going to go, but definitely a bigger staff uh, and maybe a Kai Evans might go out.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, as I said last week as well, I mentioned about Rodriguez. I think we need that type of player. Um, I think we actually got an offer, me and you, to go and do the podcast at one of their hospitality lounges as well, if we want to. <laughs> um, so so we're, we're welcome anytime we want to go. Um, uh, but yeah, but I think we do need to. I think we need, I don't think it's any problem at all to change. Up top, especially your backup strikers, um, you know who your front two are going to be, and it's always you've always got that injury. And just looking at our fixture list, now now maybe the time just before we go into that hectic fixture list to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean I agree. I I would definitely bring somebody in. I don't know whether I'd go out and spend three hundred thousand or whatever. You know I don't know whether whether I'd buy another top draw one. Um, but um, I would definitely, uh, I agree with both of you. I would definitely get somebody in, get them used to playing how we play, get them familiar with, you know, who we've got uh, and acclimatise them. Um, so let's touch on the, uh, let's, let's go up Brad Walker. So Brad Walker came up next. Um, the, now I'm a big Brad Walker fan. He was a brilliant player for us. We really missed him for a long time. But my understanding is he's supposed to be going back to Hartlepool. Um, he's put out—I don't know whether it was on Instagram or Twitter—he's back home. He's up north. He was on a beach somewhere up there today, um, with that deal expected to happen. So I—I I don't think that's happening. Um, but obviously, it was reported. So does did anybody else think that might might be close now? I—I I, I think the cannon signing killed any midfielders.
2: Yeah. Um... I think we're actually pretty good in midfield now. If we can keep our players fit and on form, I don't think we need another midfielder. And I think every single transfer window, Brad Walker's name pops up um, at some point. Like you say, he was a great player. Um, But I don't think he's ever going to come back to Wrexham now, if we're being honest. And like you say, his Instagram photos up in the northeast by the sea, we assume. would be a huge clue because he was at uh, was it Port Vale yeah um no beaches near Port Vale as far as I'm aware of so let like you say I reckon he's probably going back to uh, his native northeast in Hartlepool um yeah I never saw any any um truth in that one anyway to be honest
1: anything of uh, Richie I mean anything new nah. nah,
2: no 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 legs
3: for me that <laughs> one
1: I agree with what you said Alex. I think body-wise we we've got the right amount of bodies now mid for midfield. I personally would have a different type of midfielder. Perhaps I would have replaced one of them with a proper defensive midfielder, but I think body-wise Parky's clearly not bothered and body-wise I don't think he could he could possibly have another midfielder. So I think that's that was dead. Um, and then the other one that came up, I can't remember whether it was last night or this morning was uh, Christian Dennis from Carlisle. Um, so, you know, experienced. I think he's early thirties now, thirty-one, 32. thirty-two, something. Yeah, he's 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 in there. Um so very experienced, so can see it from that point of view, but so when you when you think when you, when these names get linked, you have to think to yourself, why would we do that deal? And I couldn't really see necessarily why we would do that deal. It doesn't, you know. I think a lot of the, the signings that we make now, they look with one eye to the next three or four years. So the, the, this one didn't make much sense to me. But does anybody anybody think there's anything in it?
3: It may be if he had six months left of his contract yeah. and we maybe took it on as a backup striker. But no, not for me. See, I do, I mean, I don't know you guys, I mean, you look at obviously the team and where they are, if they've been playing, but you've got, like you say, you've got to look at their age. Obviously, with Palmer and uh, Toza, when we did sign them, we took into account their experience for the way that our team shape is set up completely. But you're never going to sign a 32-year-old for me, no.
1: Okay, Alex?
2: Yeah, not for me. Um, He turns 33 in March and he just doesn't seem like the kind of player we'd buy. Majority of our signings, are selected on the facts a they're still relatively young and b they can probably play in league 1 and but I just don't think christian dennis no offence to him because he's had a, a very good career um, but I just don't think in two years time he's going to be a league 2 or a league 1 player and i don't think it's parky style to sign a player thinking short term um i do think we're in for a striker but it won't be him
1: okay so let's play a Let's play a, a little game before we move on to the the proper news, I guess. Let's let's. I'm going to put you on the spot. I've obviously had time to think about this. Um, so you're Phil Parkinson. You've got January. Let's hear a name. Put a name forward for somebody you'd like to sign. I uh, don't be a stupid and say Langstaff. Give us something a realistic transfer option. Um, Alfie Alfie May. Alfie May. Okay. Cheltenham. Yeah. That name was in the. Was it was in the summer that name came up yeah. a little bit.
3: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> okay. Alex has got a look of panic on his on his face while he's searching his football manager database. So, so I'll take the stress off him.
2: Um, I'm glad Richie went first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, 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 I wanted to do a, a, the, the name I'm going to put forward. I wanted to, it to be dual purpose. I wanted it to benefit us. And hurt the team that he was that he plays for. So, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's an easy deal to do, but so I like Asante, you know, the centre forward for Chesterfield. I think that is a realistic deal. <clears throat> not an easy one to do, but you that you could do. As a, you know, thinking of that you know, we want a third choice, really, don't we? We don't really want to replace Palmer or Mullin. I think Asante is exactly the and if it's not him, that type of player is what I'd love us to buy. So, Alex has gone less of a shade of white now. Come on.
2: I'm trying to think of players who've come to the race call <laughs> who I've seen this season, who are decent up front. Um, I think the Barnet striker, is it Nicky? Kabamba? Caban- Kabamba, yeah. yeah. He looked quite decent. He's tall, physical. Um, I think he's got quite a few goals in this league um, so far this season as well. Um so I'd go him. Plus, as mad as it sounds, um, it would weaken Barnett's squads, and they're doing all right at the moment. And I'd rather play them away in our third to last <clears throat> game of the season without him in the squad.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. There you go. There you go, Phil. We've sorted it out for you, mate. Just go go and send Sean Harvey or whoever, whoever it is that you send, send them round, sort it out. Don't need a scouting department. Um, <laughs> another position
2: which has been spoken about is left wing-back. Now, okay. Mendy's... I mean, I know I'm we've pulling got...
1: a, I'm pulling a face here because there's no way we're buying a left
2: wing-back. But go on, go on, play, go on, I'll play the game with you. I just think if Mendy's out long-term and, bless him, he can't seem to stay fit for more than a few matches, are we happy with McFadzine at left wing-back? The games I've seen in this season, he's been very, very shaky. I know he came on on Monday against Solihull, which is never easy, especially as a defender, but he looked a bit a bit ropey in that game. Who else have you got? McElindon, makeshift, um, utility player, certainly not a natural left wing back. And you can also play Tazana in that position as well. What the situation is with Hazana at the moment is, I'm not sure. Um, He's back on the grass this week. Back on the grass. I don't know. I just think at the moment, I know we've got players to come back with potentially a little bit weak.
1: Can I? Uh, so, based on what y- you've said, I, I don't think there's any way that we'll buy a left wing back. Um, I understand why people are thinking that. I just I, I don't think they'll go and kill the career of uh, Jacob Mendy already. Um, but I just wonder whether you could just hear me out with this. I just wonder whether you could ask Jordan Davis to do it. Because you remember, he used to play out wide. He's probably, you know, I just wonder whether you could get, you know, half a season out of him if you needed to. you would be very attacking, like Mendy, um, you know, but You know, there's another weapon of a, you know, a good player. Be different to a Mendy, you know, different skill set, but a bit better going forward than a McFadden. And, uh, you know, I just, just, just throwing it out there. I I don't think it's the worst idea. If we didn't buy somebody, is it better than a McElindon? I suspect he'd just use Hosanna because he loves Hosanna. But that, you know, just a, just a little wildfire Go on, Rich. yeah. Richie. La- Richie's laughing at me. Go on, Richie. Go
3: on. Yeah. Just get somebody in on loan for a month. Hmm. Solves everything. It builds your numbers back up. A left-footed player who can come in for a month on loan with an option of if you do well, mate, we'll extend it. That's what we. It, this is what we can do now. Whereas we haven't had that luxury in previous seasons to do that. Um, like you say, yeah, if you look at it, you've got McElhinney and You forget now, don't you? Because the squad's that big. Like Alex mentioned before, our depth. You do actually forget some of the players who are on the, you know. that yeah. we, like we always mentioned, like Beast Hall-Johnson. Is he going to go out on loan? Is he going to stay? Do you know what I mean? We've got that many yeah, but, sort yeah. of fringe players now, haven't we?
1: And even some of them could swap sides. You could ask them to do a short-term job, couldn't you? So,
3: But I wouldn't be against a loan, somebody on loan coming in. I think Mendy could be a five, six-week job, I think.
1: Uh, so should we do some proper news then? You know, real news. There's not much, to be fair. Um, there was a mad scramble for tickets. Was that this morning? Last night? This morning? Can't remember. I say a mad scramble. Obviously, the Altrincham fixture got changed, didn't it, From the, in the FA Trophy from the Saturday to the Friday night. Um, so even though it'll be... That's Friday the 13th. <laughs> uh, even though... Um, I'm expecting it to be a rotated squad. I'm going, I got I got our tickets today. Or yesterday, whenever it was. And the bus ticket. oh it's last night I got the ticket and the bus tickets went on today. Um so uh that can't be too far from you, that Alex?
2: Yeah. Was it just south or just east of Manchester? yeah um, I didn't even know the tickets had gone on sale. That's how much I've Oh, brilliant, I've got you should NFL listen protein. to this podcast. I should, uh, <laughs> yeah. I should. Um, you know what, Friday night football, an hour up the road for you. Yeah, for you. what's no, the I, worst that can happen? When we go, yeah,
1: out? I don't mind. I'm happy, you know, uh, I'm happy to go and watch it. Get me out of the house, so um, so yeah, that'll be good. I'm assuming the club will stream that as well anyway, because they did the last yeah. round, didn't they? So, uh, so I suspect that the club will do that directly. Um, they put extra Coventry buses on today. I don't know if um, are you going on the bu- uh, bus, Richie, or are you driving? Uh,
3: no, well, I bought. We bought our four Aldringham last night as well. Oh, um, good. So we're going to that one. Um, not sure yet what we're doing. I don't know whether it's in the car or uh, a spare bus seat might come up there or there somewhere. Well, they
1: put they put the tickets back on sale for the buses this yeah. morning. Uh, it was supposed to be at ten o'clock. I didn't look because I was looking for the. Uh, I was looking for me. I, I did the Aldringham game on the bus because uh, it's not great parking around there so uh, so we're going on that one um, so yeah um, they, uh, I think you know there's such good parking at Coventry um you know I don't think people have got issues really um, if you want to drive um, so interestingly the club advisory board've um, put me- minutes up from the uh, from the last meeting has anybody looked at these? Cast my eye
3: briefly
1: on the highlights. Mm. Yeah, so basically, it sounds like you both did the same. You had a quick scan.
2: One of the things I noticed was something about the renaming of the the stadium, which was quite interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so that one, I think, I can't remember, I think it was like, Fearless, or somebody sort of uh, highlighted that. Um, so the minutes are quite interesting. It tells you who's on the who, who sits on the board and who they represent, um, and who was in attendance and who sent apologies. Um, but yeah, one of the uh, one of the things that come up with stadium naming rights, and it doesn't. It basically says, listen, at the moment, it's not something that's sort of on the agenda, basically. But we just wanted to put it out there and just get a, get feelers for it. Um, and see if there was a, a, a you know a total no, we don't want to, or providing we did it right, would you be open to it? They were just trying to get the trying to get the feeling for it. And I to, to be honest, the race course will always be the race course to me. So if you want to go and call it the aviation reader, that's fine. If we get money for it, I to be honest, I don't it doesn't bother me. I don't care, I'm not stupid enough, I understand the way the business works. Um, but I understand some people are totally against it what's the what's the feeling in the room um you know I I still think you'll call it you know St James's Park is isn't the sports directorina to me I don't know if you any of you think any different
2: yeah I agree 100% there's so many grounds in the UK which have been renamed um over the past 10 years I think Valley Parade at Bradford's one of them as well and even when you listen to Soccer Saturday, even Jeff Stallion still calls it the old name. It's different on the tickets, maybe in the programme, maybe on the front of the stadium, but people will still call it the race course, even if it's called the Aviation Stadium or the Vistaprint Stadium, whatever. Um, And of course, the benefits of of selling the naming rights are money. No club at the moment are very much focused on... Make it as much money as they possibly can. So, I personally would have no issue whatsoever um, with renaming it, as long as we don't rename it something stupid or we give the sponsorship rights to slightly dubious companies like Lucas <laughs> Oil,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: no, no issues, no issues. This end.
3: About you, Richie? Definitely get, sell it for as for as much money as you possibly can. Yeah. Um. And then when we've got four sides, yeah. You know, we we can obviously have a sponsor of each stand or whatever. But just to touch on that slightly, I think I don't know where the owner's thinking now whatever. But with the new cop, I know it's for maybe another podcasters, but I think Joey Jones's name has got to be in the, the mentioning for that.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Something, I you know, I I'd like to see some statues and uh, you know some murals or something. You know that sort of uh, ties into the history of the you know, the Bamfords and the Joneses and you know that you know more of that. So I'm definitely with you there. Um, I think it's just a, it's modern, you know, modern yeah, modern football is. You know, you've just got to make the money, take the money and run, haven't you? So uh, you, you can sponsor the training ground. As far as I'm concerned, you can sponsor the training ground. You can sponsor the kit. You can do what you want. You just all I all you ask is that it's not like the. Love Honey Arena or something, innit? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah, but it's interesting because a lot of fans don't like it. But I bet you if it's the Aviation Gin Arena, nobody will complain because everyone loves Ryan, don't they? Or if it's the Always Sunny whatever, or what's his whiskey called? I can't remember what his whiskey's called. Rob's got a whiskey, hasn't he? Um, I bet you if it was after them, they wouldn't mind. So it's it's really interesting. But for me, I you know, it
3: doesn't bother me. Um so I agree. i um, just I did hear that the staff at the snack counters they've mm. got a new sponsor as well.
1: Here we go, there's a joke coming. Go on. No, no, go faster. Was ah the, yeah, yeah, you see, yeah, yeah. If only, if only. <laughs> I mean, I was in a queue for a, 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 a interestingly, I was in one of the queues recently, and there was two people stood doing nothing. Two people in the tech end stood and they did nothing for the 15, 20 minutes I queued up for a hot chocolate. They just leant against the bar, did nothing. It's just like, what is going on here? Um,
2: I'm waiting but, for the iPad to charge, wasn't But anyway, um, going so, off on a tangent slightly. Yeah, I was saying this to my friend the other day. I think at the moment, the football on the pitch is the best I've ever seen. It's just a shame the whole match day experience mm. at the moment leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. Um, in regards to the atmosphere, like, I think before kickoff, there's no really songs which are blasting loudly, which get you in the mood for the game. I know funds have being raised at the moment to create some TFOs or have some flags in stands yeah. to improve it. I watched the um, Liverpool or Brentford-Liverpool game the other night, and when Brentford won after the full time, yeah. they were playing their songs, all the fans were joining in, they were doing a light show. Plus, you've got the issues of the half-time catering and not being able to get any drink or food. It's just... The football is great, and that's the main thing, isn't it? We're winning, we're basically top of the league. We're selling out every week, but I think we can do so much better in terms of making the whole matchday experience more enjoyable and, and more memorable for, for the supporters who are there. Sorry to go off on it. No,
1: attempt, it's all right. It's all right because we will touch on that because I um, I, under- oh. I understand that uh, at the next home game, Richie is taking a megaphone. And it's, it's going to be sort of, he's going to be like some of those foreigners that are sort of, you know, how they're sort of balancing on the, on the top. <laughs> I, I believe that's going to be you, Richie.
3: I must admit, the Brentford, I, Alex, uh, I got the end of that. What some cracking tunes they had on at the end. They were brilliant. Um, and the fans obviously joined in. But do you, it's a quick question. Do you think they expected us to sell out our ground as quickly <clears throat>
1: I would have thought they would have hoped so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is a result of them being caught by surprise. If that's what you sort of, uh, that's what you're thinking. No, I think I. I just. I think it's a. It's it's a afterthought for them, really. I think that's the
3: problem. Because um, Alex mentioned the keyword, and they've said it a lot of times, haven't they? And I know. I think Fleur's mentioned it. The match day experience has to be improved, and they've mentioned that from day one, haven't they? Um, and they've tried to, I think at uh, one game, I think Sean Harvey was seen apparently just experiencing the match day experience to see what it was like under the stand or whatever. Um, and obviously, they changed the, changed the bar, didn't they, in the tech end, uh, which hasn't worked as it at all, really. I'm um, just wondering whether they keep saying, oh, well, we're getting criticism, emails and telephone calls and things like that, whatever. But you've got to go and see it for yourself, haven't you?
1: Yeah, you know? I, yeah, I get that, and I'm sure that I'm sure that um, they'll be sending people uh, to uh, to sort of experience it. To be fair, uh, but I'm just looking at the uh, the notes because the match day experience is uh, one of the one of the big sections in that uh, in that um, those minutes, so it's well worth a look at. And I'll just I'll just quickly go on some of the things. So match tickets going to sales does members on unbalanced current um, approach. So like people have asked for a ticket exchange to make it easier to sell season tickets when you know you can't go. Loyalty schemes for away games, because obviously a lot yeah. of people, that upsets them. Um, uh, apparently some people had got having trouble with the electronic ticketing system, so they're going to create a, a user guide. Queuing times in the uni end were discussed. The club will review the practice to see if service can be sped up. Uh, people have complained about mobile phone signal in the Macron stand after two o'clock. Um, I mean, it says the club acknowledged there was very little that could be done. Well, you could put Wi-Fi in there, couldn't you? You know, a lot York of modern fantastic,
3: You fantastic Wi-Fi.
1: A lot of modern stadiums do have amazing Wi-Fi now. So, because uh, ultimately, it amazes me there are some cinemas that don't do this. Because I'm a big cinema goer. Um, uh, City World in Broughton is the one. Doesn't have Wi-Fi. Um, you want people to tweet and to check in and to you know tell people where you are. And it's the same for Wrexham, don't they? They want people to sort of you know go on social media and, and advertise the fact that that's where they are. So um, you know putting Wi-Fi in would not be a waste of money. Um, and then a cashless stadium. So it's just being discussed whether they should go cashless. So those are the, some of the things that are that are in there. It's well worth a look. Uh, if you haven't looked at it it's not it's only a couple of pages it's worth having just worth having a a, a quick squint through um to see and it's uh, there's another meeting due in about February, i think um so there'll uh, there'll be more for them to for that board to discuss um and i'm sure um that i'm sure that rob macleary will will pay for your megaphone rich
3: good hope you should hope he, should, he does.
1: <clears throat> Yeah. um so we touched on this before but parky let slip uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, that uh, both Jordan Davis and Bryce Azana are back. Uh, they'll be back on the pitch next week, so they'll start training. Uh, and that Jordan Davis was way further ahead than they than they'd anticipated. So that's a couple of bodies back. Um, you know, we're better to have more bodies than than fewer, aren't we? Especially as we got some recurring injuries. Um, And I don't think, you know, those two are useful bodies. It's not like a a fourth-choice goalkeeper coming back or something, you know, those are useful bodies, aren't they?
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. People, I think people forget how good Jordan Davis actually is. I know he's not had the best of starts to this season, and obviously he's got that injury, which has been very frustrating for him. But you think back to last season... He was one of the first names on the team sheet alongside Mullen and Palmer, um, scoring 20 plus goals in all competitions, important goals, screamers. Um, and I think Elliot Lee's potentially maybe taking a little bit of shine off Jordan Davis because he's come in as that number 10 and set the world alight, really. But anything can happen to Elliot Lee, whether it be a suspension or an injury or a, a loss in form, which can happen. So to have a fully fit Jordan Davis back from um, mid-January, maybe February onwards, that's going to be a huge boost. And like you say, it's better to have those players fit than not fit. So it's great news. Same with Hazana. We know Parkey loves him. and um, Very good going forward. I think he's probably more effective in home games where he's got more of a licence to go forward. But it just comes down to strength in depth. Anthony Ford's been fantastic this season, as has Jacob Mendy. Um, on the other side of the pitch, but knowing we've got Hosanna to come in if we need him, really good, really good. Just before
1: I come to you on that, Richie, I think Hosanna's strength as well, Alex, is off the bench. You know, he's really impactful with that extra little bit of pace, and he he like, he'll play him down either side, um, and obviously we've been talking a little bit about that sort of our lack of pace, um, a blistering pace, anyway. Um, so that's a, just, a, a, just a little point. I think that's one of the reasons Parky likes him, is he, he can play in a couple of positions and he's got that, that bit of zip about him. But Richie, Jordan back, that'll give a bit of competition, another body in midfield. Can't be a bad thing, can it?
3: Definitely not. I completely agree with what Alex said, really. But if you listen to what these top managers say, especially um, Guardiola and Klopp, they always say, if you take Mullen and Palmer aside, you want two players for each position. Yeah. And we've got quality in every single way you look now. You know, you start with the goalies, you go to the full-backs either side. The centre-halves, you've got cover there. The midfield cover's just... You could you could potentially play any of the five, couldn't you, midfield? or is it six even? Uh, pick three of them. And you'd you'd be happy, wouldn't you? You really would, you know? We look at the team that started on Monday. You've got Andy Cannon to go in there. You've got James Jones and you've got Jordan Davis. They're not even that starting eleven, so I think uh, I think it bodes really well for for the end of the season myself.
1: Yeah, the only position we haven't, I agree, is what we've identified is probably up front, yeah. isn't it? That's the only position yeah. where everyone's a bit too comfortable potentially. That's what you you know you'd want to challenge them a little bit. Um, so yeah, so just on Jacob Mendy, um, I'm not sure uh, whether you've seen Jacob Mendy's tweeted tonight. Yeah, <laughs> come out. Um. So uh, I've lost it now because I went hunting for a tweet for, uh, that Richie was getting me excited. It was me thinking <laughs> something magic was happening. and uh, um, uh, So it was about an hour ago, something like that. So um, Jacob's tweeted, another setback, but I'll be back stronger. So in my head, that says he's had his scan results. I'm guessing he's had a scan today or yes or yesterday. He's had some results back, and there's probably... You know, that's not a one week or a two week injury, is it? But you know, when you're saying no. that whatever it is I'm just looking at the picture, there's actually a picture. And he's holding his left oh, it's hard to know whether he's holding his hamstring or his left quad. It's definitely a muscle or a hammy. And a hammy is always three to twelve weeks depending on
3: the what grade, grade of the yeah.
1: Air. Um but when you're putting out a tweet like that, that I mean am I wrong? It doesn't seem like two weeks to me that.
3: I was going to say six, but I was going to ask what you two seen, because obviously it doesn't show much on the telly, does it? And no, I'm no, not no. saying you could you you could diagnose him from the way he was walking. But it's interesting. I
1: yeah, I know what you're saying. I, uh, and I don't know what, what you thought, Alex, but I, I watched the highlights back last night and I was watching that section and he was sprinting down the line, um, trying to do an overlap, I think. And then you just sort of see him walking gingerly and then he tries to stay in the game because they get the ball and start to break and then he eventually goes down. Um, And at the time I just went because it it was a cold day. I was I don't know what you were. I I, I was freezing. I had gloves on and everything. It was Baltic there. and I was just, I just, I just straight away, I was like, it's going to be a hamstring because it's the one thing that goes in the cold weather, isn't it? It's all, it's the hamstrings that, that they always fear over. Um, so, uh, so I'm assuming it was a hammy, uh, the way you, but it was hard to, t- it was hard to tell for sure, Rich, because you know he sort of gingerly walked around the pitch, didn't he, getting the applause off everybody in the, in the away end?
2: Yeah, I don't think it was that cold. I was in my shorts. I was, I was quite comfortable. Um... <laughs> But no, it's always worrying when there's no contact and a player just pulls up because you know it's a a muscle strain rather than an impact injury. And he was walking very, very gingerly off the pitch. It took him a few minutes to get from the the halfway line all the way around to to the opposite side of the pitch. So, and that post as well, I know it's quite cryptic, but that doesn't sound like good news to me. If he was going to be back in a couple of weeks, I think he would have made it quite clear that he's... It's not too bad, and he'll be back in a few games. But unfortunate because he's a great asset down the left-hand side. We're a better team within him in the first and um, His forward play is absolutely um, fantastic. So it's a big blow. But now, McFadzin, Hosanna, even McAlinden, And they've got to show Parkinson now that they're a good enough player to take us up. I, I,
1: I know what you were saying before about McElindan, Um But actually, I thought that three weeks, three games probably prior to Mendy coming back, I thought he'd actually looked okay, McElhinden. I thought he was fine. Uh, you know, Mendy just gives you that extra dimension going forward, doesn't he?
2: I think that you've summed up McElhinden in two words there. Fine, okay. That's exactly what he is. Um, he'll give you five or six out of ten. If you play in the field, left wing back, up top, he's solid. But he's never really going to win you a game. I always think he's he's at his best when he comes off the bench. Um, I always refer back to the game at Chesterfield last season where he came on at half-time and Each he played game, a yeah. huge, huge part in helping us win that game 2-0. Having think Stockport in the FA Trophy at home that season he came on and did that really good tackle to to help set on Mullins' chip. Um, and this is why he's on the bench for most matches. you can come on and he can give you that extra burst, which you need to go on and win again. I just don't think he's good enough for a, a National League winning team, to, um, first 11s team, rather. To start, yeah. To start, that's what I mean, to start. Yeah. Just on
3: that, Matt, yes. just to finish briefly. Go on. I don't think it helps, you know, training at Kevin Druids on the 3G, 4G surface with you've got bad, bad hamstrings as well. I think this is something where I know it was only pitch available, but I think it's something long-term we've really got. I know we're looking and we can't find somewhere, but we've got to start thinking about this because we got a, Ford was a hamstring injury, wasn't it as well? I'm not saying it's all down to the training pitch, but that can't help at all. Players who've got hamstrings going on that surface, um, it won't help at all.
1: Um, so, I mean, I don't know how, how often we train there now, because obviously they use uh, Carden Park as well. They have done, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, but with the weather being, fr- with it being frozen and stuff, um, I know a lot of teams would use indoor pitches uh, um, and artificial pitches. Uh, from my knowledge, uh, and this is uh, mainly comes from NFL, NFL hates artificial pitches, but it's mainly because it does crucial ligaments. Um, that's the one thing that it, that it, it normally affects um i'm not if this is a hammy i'd be i'd be really- i'd be interested to know what the whether they think that sort of artificial pitches have any any uh any sort of um, impact on hamstrings so i don't you know it's it's homework. certainly something hopefully, hopefully there's some uh, hopefully somebody at the club is doing their own work never mind us um but um yeah, we haven't had an update on the uh, training ground for a while. The last time Humphrey sort of said that they'd identified a couple of sites, but we're still waiting, aren't we, to see. Because uh, they want such a big site, 22 odd acres I think it was. Yeah. yeah. That's massive that is. So, um So, yeah, so yeah, we'll see. Um all right. So I know we're going to play in the cup this week, but let's just let's just vanara- let's banana-rama it a little bit and have a look at the uh, have a look at the Vanarama. Um and just sort of uh, see what's going on and if we look at the i uh, i have to search for the national league because it doesn't for some reason it doesn't come up as when you first uh, national league so we know Notts county sit at the top don't we
2: now.
1: For now played 25 58 points the big thing for us now though obviously they because obviously they drew with Alden, which was a brucey bonus Uh, Didn't see that coming considering they tonked them really on uh, Boxing Day. So that was a massive result. And they could have won it in the end. I didn't watch it, but there was people watching it and they said, like, I think it was Abraham who missed from five yards out in the 90th minute. Um, So they could have even snatched that. So they've got 58 points. But the good news for us now is that the league is now back in our hands. And from that, I mean that we've played a game less, but we're only two points behind. So if we were to go on some magic run from now to the end of the season win every game we win the league um cuz obviously we've made you know we've made up a couple of points on them already and obviously they've still got to come to us so um so that's nice so that was a, a you know did anybody ex- really expect county to drop points against oldham or was it just was it just me that thought they'd wipe the floor with them
3: i think it's difficult you know when you play them back to back yeah i think um it'd be interesting to see actually the stats from the from our league, how many teams did the double?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
3: because I know um like Barnett beat Wood, didn't they? Then it was a draw. Um I don't think there was many doubles done. No, it's so just quite I, interesting, isn't it really?
1: I I'm just looking at flash scores. And flash scores, when you look at the league standings page, it does tell you the previous two results. Um and you can see it in graphical form. So without going into – there might be one or two clubs that – was there any cancellations or anything? I don't think there was, was there? No, I don't
3: Not think Not that so. I know.
1: So us and Chesterfield have done the double. Woking have done the double. Dagenham and Redbridge have done the double. That's it. So, yeah, mm. you know, yeah. it's, it's – uh, there was what, it's that four teams that actually did uh, did a double win, so you're right. Um so Chesterfield tonked Scunthorpe 4-1. Shimanga back on the score sheet. No surprise there. Um, I think I expected that result on Boxing Day, but obviously they, they sort of made hard work of it, it would appear. Um, and again, they've only played 23 games, but they got 49 points. Uh, then Woking, because of that double win, back into fourth uh, with 46. Then comes Barnett. And... Um, who drew with up Bore- So they they had Bor and Wood. They won one and drew one. Um, Southend and Eastleigh. Um, I think you were you mentioned their name before, Rich Eastleigh. Mm, yeah, they're a they're a side that I think are going to be in that top seven. Um, you know they've got such a good home record, haven't they? Um, yeah. If they can put some away results together, they'll uh, they'll comfortably be in those playoffs. Interestingly, Solihull have dropped down to eleventh. Um, so they've lost four of the last five games. Um, so, again, they're making me look like a mug because I tip them to be our closest challengers. Um, uh, and then the bottom four, Oldham, Maidstone, Torquay, and Scunthorpe. It's becoming a trend now, isn't it? It's those four. Gateshead just floating around just outside. Um, so, already, this, and there's five points difference between 20th and 19th. And Aldershot, who are in 19th, got a game in hand. So, already, there's five teams almost getting cut apart at the bottom, away from everybody else. So, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. But fortunately for us this year, we're not looking at the bottom, we're looking at the top. And we're in a two-stroke three-horse race at the moment. Would you call it a three-horse race?
2: Mm, yeah, I think you have to. Um, not to county your own, is it four points behind us, having played a game, same amount of games? Chesterfield. Sorry, Chesterfield, sorry.
1: (laughs) Chesterfield have got 49 points to our 56. They've got a game to play.
2: So if they win that, they're what, four four. points? Yes, yes. I think think you still call it a three-horse race, um, especially if Shamanga can, can find form after his injury. Um, if they beat us at the race course, then it, it very much is a free horse race because they're only a point behind us then. Okay. Oh, um, it's going to be interesting, to say the least, isn't it? There'll be lots of twists and turns. Um, I just think our home records will will see us over the line with wins against Chesterfield and hopefully not County as well.
1: Go on, Richie, you were going to say something then?
3: Well, obviously, I think they- Chesterfield has play both of us, don't they? Us and county in January. I yeah. think we'll be we'll do them at home. But I think this is where we spoke on last week's podcast about the gap. I think Chesterfield can beat Notts County.
1: Yeah.
3: And then yeah, the I gap agree. does us a favour then, doesn't it? And the gap increases then. But I agree with Alex. I said I've said this since the start really. We won't lose at home all season.
1: Brave. Brave call. Let's hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um right let's look ahead to this weekend then come on uh, we're going away we're all going to Coventry and we've got a cup tie against having spoken to some of the uh, Sky blues fans TV today um a cup tie against a very small mm. squad with a manager who's already said he's going to rotate players because he wants to save them for the league um so all, all you know all although they are leagues above us. I think we're in with a shot. Anybody uh and I think we're gonna go full strength. Does anybody think we might rotate or do anything? I you know. Um, or does anybody think we haven't got a shot?
2: I think we've got a great chance, and I'm sure we will. I think we'll go full strength. Why not? Um it's a chance to get into the fourth round. I think our full strength squad against uh not a second-string Coventry side, but certainly a weakened Coventry side, we'd give them a really good game. And we're not going to get battered, that's for sure. I think it'll be tight either way. Um, Might be won by the odd goal. Coventry's fitness might come into it last 20 minutes. Um, But now I'm really looking forward to it. I think we'll go full strength. I think we'll give them a good game. And I think the away end is going to make a massive difference because looking at their home ticket sales, I think we may have more fans than them at this point.
1: Yeah, so before you go, Richie, I will come back to you just while it's in my head. Uh, Miles said to me today, he said, the last time he'd looked, they had sold less tickets than us, Um, but they were encouraging cash sales on the day now, uh, if you look on social media. So anybody who uh, couldn't get an away ticket um, but wants to make the game, Put a sky blue jacket on and go and pay on the gate. Uh go on, Richie. Go you, you go for it.
3: Oh, well, just to touch on that first before I mentioned the, the team. The marketing guy must have thought, cheers, Mr. Robbins, for making that announcement. Yeah. Like, when you did on the Monday. It's yeah. not going to encourage ticket sales, is it really? <laughs> um, I honestly can't see you losing. Um, There's replays this in this, this,
1: by the way. We're back at the race I course
3: if uh... I can't see us losing. If we get a draw, we get a draw. I just don't think we'll lose. Tell you why. Look at this team—the mentality. We're not used to losing, are we? That's that's a big thing. And when you put, you, when you put players who haven't played together, as they're going to put some of their squad players, maybe their youth players, give them an opportunity. Under 23s or whatever you're going to call it, into the first team to try it. When you haven't got a big crowd behind you either, that's that's a big thing in it. And when you walk out and you just, they'll turn to the right and they'll just hear this. Four and a half thousand army in the right end and maybe five hundred in the wrong end um it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be for our players I think they're just gonna lap it all up so um I think um we could be at the top of the scheduling on the uh, match of the day
1: Oof. Oof. that's yeah i think it, 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 those fringe players it's gonna dep- i mean i don't know how good their fringe players are um but when I spoke to the guys today from Sky Blues Fans TV, they were um, hoping to get a draw because they wanted to come to the race course, which was quite interesting. But realistically, (laughs) they were generally like, you know, it might be a draw, you might even nick it. They were, you know... And I mean, they're mid-table, I think, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the
3: middle. 14th, yeah.
1: Yeah, somewhere uh, roughly mid-table. But they were worried. They were saying, you know, their squad is probably eight to 10 players shorter than everybody else is in the league. Um, so, you know, they, they they just haven't got the depth. Um, so they were concerned. And it was quite interesting because I'd seen lots on social media of uh, commentary fans who just weren't bothered about the game. So they weren't even bothered going. Um, and I was saying to him, well, we're quite looking forward to it because, you know, we see it as a winnable cup tie against, a you know, uh, and I mean that in a respectful way, against a, a, a big side. Um And Miles is quite looking forward to it because he understands what we are and where we've come from and where we're going. Um, But it was interesting to see some of the some of the stuff that's been written this week with fans who were just like, "You're just a national league side. We're not bothered. We're not going to the game." Just you know, Um, you
2: can't blame them, really, can you? Imagine in the FA Trophy, we drawn a team who were three leagues below us. Would there be a big appetite for it? Probably not. Um, But Coventry, actually, I think they're only a few points off the playoffs. So their priority is probably now trying to get into those playoffs, rather than having a an FA Cup run, which they're not going to win anyway. And um, so they've got a couple of really good players. Is it jokeres jokeres yeah, and no hair. Hair. so I've heard they're both going to be rested or injured for the game anyway. So I reckon we've got a great chance
1: yeah and i think they've got you know they still got off the field upheaval so they've only just obviously managed yeah. to sign the deal for the to be able to play at the stadium and they're still waiting for a takeover to go through um and you know so off the field isn't helping um so i just it's just it just fe- it feels like it's set up for a for a cup upset
3: of- well to me um i completely disagree with what alex said then because i think he's the bar humbug of the fa cup I think this is the competition you should stay in as long as you can. Um, and But Coventry are never going to make the playoffs in the championship. They've got, they're never, they haven't got they they never have got the money, like you've just explained, their off-the-field problems. So they're never going to get that push now to go into, you know, they couldn't go and sign Langstaff, could they, for example? You know what I mean? They haven't got that cash to do no, that. No,
1: I've got that. So Miles actually did say that in the summer, they had to sell a, a player for a million and a half <clears throat> to do repairs to the pitch. Yeah, their pitch needed some work, so they had to sell a player to do that because Wasps was it Wasps that were playing? Yeah, there, it was. Nobody, yeah, yeah.
3: Um,
1: They weren't going to do it, so uh, so that's what they had to do. You know, they had to sell a player to fund that. So I, you can never say never. I would say in football, um, but you know, it's not all rosy, and it is just it's it's either set up for them to have a great cup run and do somebody in the next round after us, um, or we'll do them in this round, innit?
3: it? Well, for them, if they if. For them, they should look to try and fill the stadium at five pounds a ticket, or I know it's you know 13 quid five pounds a ticket, and then they should be looking at a Man City, Liverpool, United at home, shouldn't they? For the next round, I know it's not guaranteed, but that money and they would probably get a, a TV game maybe as well would get them a lot, a lot of money to help them in the fall in the long term,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I don't, you know, I don't disagree. So I think we're we all agreed we're going full strength here, whatever is full strength is. it's you know, McFadden back in at left on the left is the only change I see. Yeah. Um So today I said I I think we'll win by a goal, and I've got no faith in us keeping a clean sheet. So I think we win two one. have there you go. I've said it. <clears throat> what do we think?
2: This is going to sound like a weird statement. I don't actually want this result, but I think it'll be a one-one draw. I just don't think the replay helps us in terms of our fixture, yeah. um, but I don't think we'll lose. I think I think we'll get a draw, one-one.
1: Fancy us to beat them at home, though.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Again, they'd be even less likely to field it. You would think, uh, you know. But any, but you never know. Go on, Richie. Here we go. Um, I gotta wait for this now. This is the man who said five one against Soliel. He was nearly right.
3: Come on, I've been a goal wrong going now twice. Right, we're going a goal. I'm going to
1: Coventry
3: two. Coventry two. Yeah. Coventry two. Wrexham three. <laughs> oh,
1: right. On that, I think we should end on that bombshell. I don't think there's anything else that you can say, is there?
2: you got to stick a tether on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I Go will be. Yeah, I, I, I want to see the betting slip and everything. <laughs> so, as we've got a big cup game this weekend, I thought it would only be right to catch up with the, with somebody from Coventry to get their perspective on the, the Reds visiting. And managed to grab some time with uh, Miles from Sky Blues Fans TV, who was very quick to uh, message me when the draw was made, um, and seems a really good guy. Had a really good chat with him and his son Will. Uh, They're both really kind with their time, so uh, we had uh, a good chat for half an hour or so. And so, uh, yeah, is is that for you to listen to with a bit of a bit of an extended preview? Of our cup tie with Coventry on Saturday.
0: To to me.
1: We will be back in the right, so I've got an exclusive though. However, because although Miles is doing the rounds, not Will isn't getting everywhere. I've noticed. Is that right? Have I have I have I booked the have I booked the yeah, real yeah. Uh, the real star? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm the dark horse, I guess. Oh, you're the dark horse. Okay, so. Uh, so well, is, does Will do a little bit on the uh, Sky Blues fans TV, Miles, or not yet, really?
4: Yeah, he's um, he's my he's my cameraman, um, technical I'm, expert. Uh, yeah, so I'm 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 like a roving reporter on match days. Uh, before kick off, away and at home, we do a little stream from outside the grounds and inside the grounds. And Will's my cameraman. Uh, he's appeared on our live streams a couple of times. Um, but he, he's grow, growing into it slowly, bless him.
1: Right, now I've got visions in my head now of outside the, uh, what's it called now? Is it the CBS Arena? I've lost track. Yeah, track. I. Yeah. you have to forgive me because at some point I'm bound to call it the Rico. So don't shout at me. It's just what, that's just, you know, <laughs> We we're a long time out of the football league, so you know we're, it's all new to us some of these. Uh, but I've got fans of you lot outside the CBS Arena, Arsenal Fan TV style. Is this uh, is that what's going on here? Are you are you, are you got people <laughs> split splitting blood after defeats or what?
4: No, it's um, it's more out that that side of it is at the away games, so uh, outside the ground. But during the home games, um, our channel's sponsored by. Um, Dylan's Brewery and Sky Blue, Sky, the Sky Blue Tavern in Coventry. Um, so we do our live streaming from Dylan's Brewery before the games, where it's the official, um, Sky Blue Army fans village. Okay. Uh, fans zone, and that that's where we all start out there. We we don't we don't film outside the CBS. Um, but uh, yeah, that's more more for the away games, to be honest with you. But we have a good crack down at Dylan's, and all the fans love it, and they all get involved. We have got kids get involved as well, and You know, at Christmas we gave a load of free uh, selection boxes away for the kids, and that so it was really nice, really good. That sounds, that sounds brilliant. Um, So
1: you're lucky, really, because not every, you know. Well, I'm talking about non-league. Obviously, that might be run of the mill, is it, in the football league and the championship? But we don't, you know, you don't see a lot of that sort of interactivity and uh, engagement uh, in the in the uh, in the national league.
4: Yeah, I mean, we're we're very lucky that we've got. Uh, Dale Dillon, who uh, runs the brewery. We've got our own Sky Blue Army beer. We've got Ghost Town beer. and um, He brews it all in Coventry and and he's created this fan zone for all the fans. And he's also opened a bar called the Sky Blue Tavern. I don't know if you remember back in the 60s, 70s and 80s, we used to have a pub at Highfield Road on the corner. And that was called the Sky Blue Tavern. And um, it all got demolished. It ended up being a car park, now houses. Um so Dow um, has invested a lot of money in Coventry and he's opened um, four different bars and and two of them are dedicated to Coventry City fans, which is uh, absolutely superb. And, and and all the fans love it. I mean, Will, Will loves it, don't you, mate? He, he loves it now. Yeah, day. it's brilliant. So oh, I was going to say, it, back in I don't know if you just said,
1: I don't know if you can remember back in the 60s. How old do you think I am? <laughs>
4: Those for fans that are listening, to remember it in the sixties. Not you. I'll let, I'll let, you, off. I'll you. let you, you off. You don't look that old. You don't look that old. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: let's let's talk a little bit of football then. So, Will on the field, tell me how things are going for Coventry. Um, you know, uh, I've, I don't think your results of late have sort of re- reflected probably the whole season a bit dreary and uh, you've hit a bit of a sticky patch. Is what I what what it looks like from the outside. But what what's your thoughts on the, on, on the pitch? Uh
5: well overall I think we've played really well. Uh we have a a very small squad and with what we have we've we've used it to the best of our ability. And yes, we've had a lot of draws. Yes we've yeah, you know, there was one a couple of weeks ago and then three three and we're 3 it up. Yeah. And I think we're we're all uh surprised about that one because we have this really it's a small squad but they play really well. The team spirit is just it's amazing. You, you don't see it with many teams and we just, we just fight all the time. And the results that have happened this season surprise me. Some games we've won that I didn't think we'd win. And we've just, I think we've shocked the whole league to be honest.
1: Okay. And we will come on to uh, sort of um, the sort of expectations around the match uh, in a little bit, but I just want to just sort of wanted to talk on a bit of uh, you know, a bit of how things were going. Um, you talk there about uh, resilience. I guess is the word that I think you were talking about there. I'm just wondering, Miles, whether you think that's come from some of the off-the-field issues, where the kind of the players have had to muck in together and sacrifice. And you know, um, I, I, you know, it must be. I, we've been through it many years ago. Um, you're going through it. I would say again, if that's is that fair to say. Um, although it, it looks like you might be at the end of it, but obviously until everything's done. It, it, You know, it, it just feels all up in the air and out of sync and players are probably wondering what's
4: going on. And... Do, you, do you know what, Matthew, right? In, in the life of a Coventry City fan, you know, like, things happen normally for clubs. We get really excited because it never happens for us. Every single day there's something going on at our club. And it, it's been happening since we got relegated from the Premier League over 21 years ago. And um, just... Everything has gone wrong this season you could ever think of, you know, not having a pitch to play at. Then the, the Wasp going bust. Then the wasp side who owned the ground went bust. And we, we, we didn't know if we were going to play our next home game uh, at the CBS again. You know, we thought we are going to have to move again. Uh, in August, we played a cup tie at Burton Albion. Uh, that was just dreadful, having to go go away again. Um, but going on to the, the players' spirit. It, 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 I think it comes from everybody. It's not just the players, it's from the management, it's from the fans. We, us fans, we put up with so, so much. I don't know how we'd cope with it. But do you know what? We, we've never given up on the team. And um, I was interviewing um, uh, Jake Bidwell and uh, Callum Doyle last night. Callum Doyle's 18 years of age, young, you know young shoulders, uh, very experienced head on it, on them shoulders. And they were both saying how important us fans have been to them this season because of everything that was going on off the field and, you know, everything was being postponed. And, you know, we were playing one game every two weeks. You couldn't get a, a, a rhythm going. And once we got the rhythm going and the fans got behind the boys, they said how much they love us singing, cheering them and limbs going everywhere when we score. And, and they even said to us last night that they 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 play till the... Last kick of the game because of the fans because they g on that much and and I think it just boils down to everybody to be honest with you Matthew I think I think it's down to the management Mark Robbins A.D. Vivas um, Dennis Lawrence who used to play for you guys I yeah, believe remember one of the uh, Fli- we call them one of the Flinnidadians, we do yeah 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 <laughs> and um, I think it all boils down to that and never say die attitude I mean last season I think we got twenty one points from injury time goals. Which was the most in any league, so it was just incredible. And and this season's, you know, we've got a twenty-one man squad. Other teams in the championship have got thirty-one man squad. You know, so we're ten players short from everybody else. But as as Will just said, you know, we're we're punching above our weight, and that's down to the management and the fans. And the fans are massive to our club, massive.
1: Yeah, I I can. I guess I can echo that a little bit from a Wrexham point of view. Um, You know, we've started to get. Uh, back into double figures of thousands at the race course and our performances at home are excellent. Although, you know, it's not always pretty on the eye, but the National League that we're in, you don't get out of it playing nice football generally. you It's a slog, you know, it's a real marathon. You have to really fight your way out of it. Um, and at home, we haven't dropped a point all season. We've won every game, you know, we're imperious. And you can see that, you can see it in the players. When, when it's away, uh, like we've got a game coming up in Maidstone, I think they've given us 500 tickets. You know, we're a little bit flatter away when we haven't got that support. However... I think away, you know, four and a half thousand tickets we've sold. Um, I think that, you know, that's a decent away, away following for certainly for a national league club. I'm sure you probably get, you know, bigger um, when you get um, more reputable sides, but that's not a bad following. What do you think, Will? Do you think uh, we might be able to outsing you? Because we're very passionate, um, us Wrexham fans.
5: Uh, it depends, really, because uh, we can be very, very loud. And... I have a bad feeling won't take as many people to the game than we normally do I just I have a I have a little feeling that there won't be as many at the ground but if there is then we'll be louder if there isn't you'll probably out singers
1: yeah I mean it looking at the uh, I saw a couple of posts on uh... On social media, where Coventry fans obviously, where it's a big day this for Wrexham, it's not clearly. It's not a big day for you guys. It's probably it's probably in the way more than anything. I get although you'd like to get somebody big in the next round, I guess. Miles, is that a
4: fair comment? It, no, it, to be honest with you, Matthew, it, it, it's, it's big to us. Um Will and I, for, for us, it's a big game because um we, we travel everywhere with with the club, and you know we follow them home and away. So it doesn't matter who we're playing; every game's big for us. Um, It depends how the manager approaches it, to be honest with you. But, yeah, we would love a massive club in the next round. It would be absolutely fantastic if we win. You know, who's to say we are going to win? You guys are bringing four and a half thousand. I think we've only sold 4,000 tickets. So, you know, you've got more than us at the moment. Um, But, yeah, everyone wants a big club. Yeah, everyone would have loved Man United. Uh, I, I would have loved Spurs away. I can't wait to go to their ground or West Ham. Go and do it. Go and
1: do it, Go and do a Keith Ouchin on him again, would you please?
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? But yeah, we've got to get through this first. And uh, I think, as I was saying uh, yesterday on on another pod for you guys for Exo um, you know, it, it's um, it all depends on how Mark Robbins approaches this game. I can't, I can't, I don't think he's going to approach it in a way where we're going to play every single first team player because we can't afford to. We haven't got it. We haven't got the strength. So I think there'll be a lot of Finnish players coming in. But yeah, everyone, everyone would love a Man United, Chelsea or Man City. Even you guys would. But you know what? It's a big game for us because Disney Plus are going to be here. So it's going to be ace. I'm sure <laughs> they will. Yeah. I mean, our um, we
1: have fans at every every game that have uh, cams. Uh, they've got little cameras from the Disney Plus team and they get to take them around and stuff and uh, and sort of track their day. So keep your eye out for them. Um when the draw came out it was quite interesting i think we I mean, it's been a lot been a while since we've been the, this deep in the fa cup um and i think the dream is obviously always one of the big guys um, and when the draw came out i actually was looking forward to it because i thought actually that's a really good test for us a premier league side would have wiped the floor with us Whereas um, a side like yourselves, this is not meant to be disrespectful, but, you know, we've got a sniff of a chance. And as I say, it's made maybe made bigger by the fact that I'm sure I could be wrong. I'm sure I've seen quotes from Mark Robin saying he will rest some of your players um, and that he would rotate some. So, um, yeah, so that was, that, that was my thoughts. So I was really excited. I thought it would be a good test for us. Um, and, uh, you know, if we go out in, with... If we bow out with glorious defeat, that's fine for us because obviously, you know, we're not going to win the FA Cup, are we? Um, so you know, we've got other other things on our mind. Getting out, getting back into the Football League is our priority. You haven't had to worry about that, Will, but you trust me, if you go out this football league, it is not fun. Not one for you to look forward to. Um <laughs> Yeah, you're laughing, but honestly, this, you look at Oldham. Oldham have come down this year, and they're you know they're stuck at the bottom of the league, and they, you can barely win a game. Um, you'll be we surprised. You could be, be we surprised. surprised. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you'd be surprised once you get stuck in that sort of river that takes you out, can't you? Um, so, touch on uh, just a bit of detail around normally. What do you do formation wise, Will? What does Mark Robbins normally rock up with on a Saturday afternoon? Does it is he like Parky? Parky sits; he's rigid with his formations, or is Mark Robbins a bit cleverer and switch it up?
5: Um, we normally play five at the back. Famous uh, yeah, we, yeah. We're we're very very defensive, uh, but we also it's hard to explain really because we have our CDMs are uh, of Hamer and Sheaf, who are their quality players. And then we would normally have O'Hare, Palmer, and then Yokras up front. But obviously, we don't have O'Hare anymore. Still Sting saying that. But um, got injured, didn't he? Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. Seriously, yeah.
5: Um, so, yeah, we we normally play that. And then I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen it change in one of the games recently. It was, I think it's Sheffield United. We were playing that. And then in the, uh, late in the second half, we switched to up front. To try and get a few goals in, but it didn't happen. So, yeah.
1: okay. So, who's who's out of your normal starting lineup? Who's probably definitely not going to start on Saturday, Miles? Who's the ones that he'll definitely give a rest to?
4: I, I, I don't think he's going to play Victor Jokeres, top goal scorer. I think he's he's going to rest him, um, not cup tie him, just in case anyone comes in with a silly offer of about twenty five thirty million, um, <laughs> because they're saying they're not going to sell him, but. I'm not being funny. You can't exactly say that. If someone comes in and offers you a, a silly, silly amount money. of money yeah. for a player that you you bought for a million pound, you'd be as a businessman and you'd be daft to turn it down. Um, I don't think uh, Hamer will start. I don't think Sheaf will start. Uh, Sheaf's uh, one away from a two-match ban with a yellow card. Yeah. Okay. Um, so maybe he might not start. And maybe one of the back three probably Rose because he's the oldest out of the back three, out of Panzo and. Doyle, so we'll probably bring Howley in there. Um, but you never know. Robbins uh, might surprise us and he might just play a full full squad. I mean, for us, um, if it was me, I'd play a full squad because I, I want to get through the, this round and I'd like to go on and, and you know, see if we can progress. I mean, you said, you, you know, you've got no chance of winning the FA Cup. We didn't have any chance of winning the FA Cup in 87. So, who's to say, a non-league team like Wrexham couldn't go on and go and win the FA Cup. You know, football's funny and and we all know that. But, um, yeah, I I think, you know, they're they're probably the the, uh, four players who will probably rest on on Saturday.
1: So, um, I've heard on the grapevine that you you might have seen a documentary uh, about our club, which which came out a a, a few months ago. Um, I think, obviously, from that you won't have seen the sort of very up-to-date Sort of squad lists of who we've got and who we, you know, who's still at the club. Um, but I'm interested, Will. Who is there anybody that you saw in the documentary? Not that it was all football in the documentary. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and I think that was one of the beauties of it. But from the little bits that you saw of the football in the documentary, is there anybody that you, you've, you, or to be fair, from your knowledge, is there anybody that in, in the Wrexham team that you're thinking, oh, they might cause us a problem?
5: Yes, Mullen. He, he's. <laughs> uh... <laughs> He he was top scorer in league two, and then Ryan Reynolds decided to buy him. So, you know, he's he's a a dangerous guy. And I think he got on the score sheet in your last game, didn't he? So, he's just he's a dangerous player, and we don't want to leave any opening for him because he will score.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is a proper. You know, he's a proper goal scorer. Uh, his his record is ridiculous. To be fair, um. But anybody else what about you Miles anybody else that you sort of know um that might just well, cause I, you a bit of, of
4: of trouble Yeah I was looking I was looking forward to the fancy brothers uh, team up together yes. you know what i mean that, that would have been fantastic you know and um i, I mean you know fanz and Kyle for us, he, he's he's absolutely superb and you know he's great in the air and he he can, he can bang a few headers in and probably his brothers about the same and um you know that would have been absolutely superb to see but, um I I I'll agree with with Will really on on Mullin I I keep I keep telling everyone uh, you can have you can have Tyler Walker and we'll have Mullin in this yeah. window if you want he would, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll
1: refuse the offer but I would say he will score goals he is just one of those players I think you know he's a funny one to watch because he hasn't got electric pace you know, he's not big or strong as such. He is just a natural goal He's just got the instinct and the nose for it, you know? Um, so he doesn't need all that because we don't create an awful lot of chances for him. A lot of it he makes himself as well, you know? He is just one of those. So we're, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're really lucky, and we, you know, we still pinch ourselves from that day where we signed him. There's just no way that Paul Mullin—they said it in the documentary. Sean Harvey says Paul Mullin shouldn't be anywhere near Wrexham Football Club. So we, you know, we're well aware of how lucky we are with uh,
4: with Mulls. He, he reminds me of—he um, reminds me of Matty Godden. He 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 doesn't really need a lot of service. He'll he'll create a goal from somewhere, um, you know, from from nowhere, to be honest. Um, but again, he's injured. Uh, We've only got, we've only got really three fit strikers uh, with Martin Waghorn, Victor Jokeres and um, uh, Fabio Tavares, which a lot of people don't know much about him. So if he, if he plays and you're pretty slow at the back, you'll probably struggle against Fabio because he's very, very quick. Uh, But going on to your point about your, your team uh, from what we're seeing on the documentary, you do play some quite nice football and, um, You know, you're going to come to a surface which is nice because there's no rugby being played on it anymore. So, you know, it it could be a good game end-to-end. And, you know, it could be a good footballing game.
1: Yeah, I mean, would it surprise you if I told you we've got a centre-half who's in double figures for goals this season?
4: Wouldn't surprise me at all with your set pieces and your corners and things. And that's probably where you're going to be... That's probably where you're going to be most lethal against us is from your set pieces, especially corners. Bristol City at the weekend, New Year's Day, absolutely caused us havoc from their corners, and they probably could have had two or three from from in the first half from the corners. And second half, we stopped giving them any anything down there, so it sort of levelled itself out. But in the first half, Bristol City could have easily have had two or three from set pieces.
1: How, how uh, well how good's your defence at long throws? Because we have a very good long throw specialist.
5: Ah. Uh. We used to have a long throw specialist, uh, but um, the f- long throws. Uh, I don't know. What w- what would you say, Dad?
4: I'd, I'd, it's the same as a corner, isn't it? It's it's a free it's a free hit, isn't it? Really, uh, long throws. I've I've been saying, me and Will we sit there sometimes, and we say we always take it short, and we're like, just throw the ball into the box, will you? Get someone on it. Um, so it it is lethal, isn't it? I mean, I remember we had uh, Gunnarsson. Uh, Aaron Gunnarsson he went to Cardiff and his long throw I remember scoring against Newcastle um late into added on time to take it to extra time at the at the, CBS, uh, the Rico that it was and now the CBS Um he, he threw this ball in and we got an equaliser from it so long throws are absolutely lethal to any team especially if a team struggles from corners and set pieces it's just yeah. like a free kick isn't it?
1: Well I was I was- centre-half Aaron Hayden, who normally is the target of the set-pieces, I'm not lying to you when I say his leap is as prodigious as Ronaldo. If you remember seeing Ronaldo, uh, you know, his leap, Aaron Hayden is very similar. So hence why he's in double figures this season, because, uh, you know, he is just lethal in both boxes. He's brilliant. So uh, so that sounds like a, a potential route for us, then set pieces, because uh, we are wow. very good. We are very good at set pieces. You know, um, it does make up the, the, the sort of I think it's the fundamental bit of our of our attack, really, is the set pieces. We're that good from them. So uh, that gives me a bit of confidence that we might be able to squeeze something from the day. Um, <laughs> So that's. I'm gonna send all this to Parky, by the way. Afterwards, I, you know, I'll send the video okay, to man. Phil Parkinson. So if you lose, it's all going to be on you guys now.
5: <laughs> Revealing our tactics and our weaknesses.
1: Nah, we're brilliant. We're brilliant everywhere.
0: <laughs>
1: so we, we touched on the documentary. It's something we, we, you know, for us, it was weird sitting sitting there watching this documentary on Disney Plus of our town. Stroke. Officially, it's a city now, but it's a town to us. We still call it a town. Um it was it was it was you know it's bizarre and bonkers to see to see this and then to see the reaction. Um and it's always interesting to know if if people have watched it outside of Wrexham, um, you know, what they thought of it. So it sounds like you might have seen a couple of episodes, Will. Tell us what you what was your sort of thoughts on it.
5: Uh yes, yeah, so I'll watch the whole thing. Um good lad, well Because done. it just uh it just it's very interesting knowing about that the whole journey really. And I think there's one episode I remember in particular, which was the, about the ground and how it took, I, I think you went through a lot of stages to try and actually own it again. was it something like that? And then now you've got plans to have a, a new stand on it. So, you know, it just, that, that was one I remember. Uh, and then when Ryan Reynolds, uh, a lot of your players went at the end of the season because you you didn't get promoted, and um, you just brought in a bunch of new players after kicking out loads, and that was mad. That was brutal, <laughs> but it it works.
1: Yeah, I think I think the thing in the national league, what I think what people don't understand, um, is that generally, uh, sort of getting a, de- a deal for twelve months is what you would get, um, and two years if you were a better player, um. Whereas, like with Mullin, we gave him a three-year deal. You know, we've, That's how we've had to tempt these players to, to come, is to offer them more security. But the National League is full of people who are only on 12-month deals. You know, Football clubs don't know what their financial situation is going to be in. Worse, obviously, since COVID. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's a lot of time t- You will see that. You will see quite big squad changes in the National League, and that's why they don't sort of overcommit, um, uh, to be fair. Um, so what about you, Miles? What, uh, you know, I don't uh, don't necessarily want you to recount sort of specific detail, but what were your thoughts when you were watching it? Was it, because, uh, you know, we get a lot of stick fans call, you know, Hollywood and all the, oh, here come the Disney Plus Brigade and all the usual, it's jealousy ultimately, I guess. Um, yeah. um, so what was your thoughts watching it? Did you think it was a load of babble or was it like, actually, that's quite good for a, a club, We feel like we've suffered for a long time, you see, whereas other people don't see that.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to echo what William said. I I thought it was an absolutely fantastic um, documentary. I can't wait for the next one, to be honest, because we're going to be on it. Uh, (laughs) It always makes even better. We were on Sunderland's one when we beat them 5-4. Ah, brilliant. Uh, (laughs) um, So, you know, it's going to be good crap. But I, I, you know what? I said this uh, yesterday, and I'm going to say it again. For two guys to come in from Hollywood and to uh, promise to get you out of this, out of that league, that national league, um, they could have come in for one season, promised the earth, didn't do it, and walk away. Them guys have stuck to what they've said and they are trying their very, very best to get you guys out of there. And that is what a club wants. A club wants people like those two movie stars, TV stars to come in and make a promise and deliver. And those guys are delivering for you. They really are trying to get you out of that league. It's like, Leicester, you know, you go to Leicester city, swear word in, in our area, but look at the owner they had until he had, had uh, God bless him, had his accident, his helicopter and passed yeah. away. You know, he, he gave everything to them fans. And, and, and he, 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 got them the Premier League because he, he believed in the club he believed in the fans and your guys who have taken over they're trying they're, sorry, they are trying to do something for you um, and um, you know they're, they're trying to get you out of that league and, and that's all you want and, and that's all we want you know, we want someone to come in and do the same for us because as fans and you fans, you deserve this you guys deserve this at Wrexham, and you deserve to get out of that league. You've been in there long enough and that, that's the best thing about that documentary to see them guys promise and they are trying their damnedest to get you out of that league. It's absolutely fantastic. What, what an ownership, partnership. You, 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 couldn't, you couldn't dream for any more, could you?
1: Uh, no, we, we we as I say, we, you know, we pinch ourselves a lot, and at the moment, we, you know, it's it's hard to believe how lucky we are because we've had the bad ones, yeah. um, you know, uh, as of you. So uh, you know, we, we know what it's like. Trust me, we've been there. We, you know, we've we've nearly lost it all, but we, you know, we saved the club in a day once. So um, you know. It was, uh, you know, we we are very lucky. So that's interesting that that resonates with uh, with other fans from other clubs as well. I I think that's uh, that's sort of fascinating. Um, Mm. All right, so let's do uh, a little bit for away fans who might come up up on uh, on Saturday. Uh, I'm parking at the stadium in one of the big car parks that you've got there. That's that feels like the easiest. Uh, It might not be the cheapest for people, but. You know, if you, in terms of that, that, that was the easiest thing for me. Any, 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 Is that the bog standard go-to option? Is it park in, the, in your big car parks or what's the score?
4: Yeah, so you've got, um, if you want to risk it for a biscuit, uh, park in Tesco's. They do have a time limit, but um, you probably get away with it. A lot of people do park in there. Uh, down the road, uh, not far about a uh, quarter of a mile walk, half a mile walk, there's a few football fields and rugby pitches where they um, rent out parking spaces. Uh, there's a few pubs around the area that will rent their car parking as well. Uh, there's an industrial estate with um, like a few uh, scrap yards and things where they rent out their car parks just by the ground. You'd probably pick the worst one trying to get out the ground. Yeah, I can you imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, I mean there's there is parking round there. There's no street parking. Um, the council are very, very, very strict, unfortunately. And I think that puts a lot of people off from going up, to be honest with you. But um virtually everywhere you go now there's there's permit parking round grounds, you know, it's a bit of a nightmare. But yeah, I think that's um okay. you know, probably the, 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 the gist of it.
1: Okay, brilliant. Um and where are we going drinking, Will? You look old enough to me to be buying pints for everybody. So where it sounds like you're going to give me a bog standard answer here because you're sponsored, but uh, tell me where (laughs) people where's it safe for people to go? Because Wrexham fans are pretty good; we don't really look to cause any trouble. But um, you know, where 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 do you think we'll be allowed to go?
5: Uh, Well, there's three options. There's the uh, Dylan's Brewery, of course, which. We'll all be there doing our uh, fan cast, and uh, then there's... generally
1: stop you on that one. Are we? Generally, if if we pile in there, will we, will it be all right? Like, or will bottles start flying at us as we walk through the door?
5: Oh
4: yeah, you're fine. You're all fine. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah you're as right. long as
1: we're not idiots, then that's fine. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah just, behave, fine. just behave yourselves, yeah. and you'll be absolutely yeah. fine. And, and yeah. we'll, we'll we'll William, we will get you on camera.
1: Brilliant, <laughs> Yeah. All
4: right. So that was one. Where were the others? Will. Uh.
5: So there's one. Uh, in between we have a statue of Jimmy Hill. There's one next to it called the Anecdote. Uh, okay. you can go in there, and then there's loads in the grounds. Uh, that you can go to. In fact, I missed out. They they have little stands outside that you can buy drinks from as well. So
4: okay. And the casino. You got the casino as well. Uh, is that in?
1: Is that attached to the stadium as such? Is it? Yeah. 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 That's next to
4: the An Anecdote.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fine, so there's a sounds like there's a few places it should be okay as long as you're not an idiot.
4: Yeah, just behave yourselves and don't bring any French flags. No, no, no,
2: <laughs>
1: I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we'll see any of that. You might hear songs about Her Majesty because that's there's we, we the, you know they're partial to a song about Her Majesty, uh, God rest her soul, but um, okay, um, and then um. I guess we have got to look at sort of score predictions now and stuff, haven't we? So, come on, Miles. Before uh, before we let Will show you up, because I'm sure he'd be better at this than you. Because these kids are all over they it. What, what's you know, what's your gut feeling? I mean, given the fact that you probably don't think you'll start a strong team, do you still think you'll walk it anyway, um, or do you think it might be a bit tighter than a bit tighter than that? Given I think we'll play our strongest side. It's a big opportunity for us to try and get a bit more exposure. Um, you know, if we can get through another round, you know, again, we might get another telly game, um, you know, maybe even bit, we might get a BBC rather than an S4C type of game. Um, so I think we'll go and We'll be quite at it, he says. Do you know what I mean? I think it'll be a good effort yeah. from us. So what's your yeah. gut feeling?
4: Uh, well, I'll stick to what I said yesterday. I'm going to stick on the fence on this one uh, because Will and I would like to come to the race course. And I know there's... Uh, there's um, replays now. They're, they're, they've brought the replays back in this round. So I'm going to stick on the fence we're going for a draw. I'm going to go for a one-all. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going for.
1: So I'm going to. I'm going to. i I'm. I'm hoping for a win by a goal. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. I think you'll be too strong for us for that. Uh, so I'm hoping for a two-one win. Don't laugh at me. I, you know I've got a living hope, haven't I? Um, you know. Fair play. Um, <laughs> so that's my 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 hope. Uh, come on, Will, round us off here with a with a with a with the right with the right prediction. Uh,
5: well, I don't think it'll be a walkover. Is all I'm saying. I think Rexmo have a very good side, and if we do play our youngsters, I don't think it'll be easy for us at all. Um, I reckon it could either be two one to you or two one to us, or it will be a draw. So, I, he, I just... As he just I don't said, you, you could, win, so
1: we we could win, we could win, or it could be a draw. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, it,
5: it's yeah. literally, it could be anything. I, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, it's well, one think, of those, yeah, isn't it?
4: Yeah. It's one of those, you know? Uh, anything can happen. Look, about, I think it was about uh, six, seven years ago, uh, Worcester City came up here and they did a saver. You know, it was their cup final, and yep. we had a player sent yep. off in the first five minutes. Lee Burns, the keeper, got sent off. So it could be one of them. It could be the opposite. He's, he's right, isn't he? He's right. You know, yeah, yeah. the game could go either way. That's It'll fine. Be a very good
1: uh, game. That's fine by me. I guess. I, I guess. Yeah. If we could just have a good game, a good afternoon out, a good away trip. Yeah. Um. You know, if we go out, you know, fair enough. as I say, you know, our priority is just to try and get you know football league back. Um. Uh. If you go through, that'll be great. Hopefully, you'll get a, a nice, a nice tie. That might bring a bit more attention and a bit, and you know, another another clump of money your way, because um, obviously, you know, I, although although you have got a potential takeover, you know, all that money, all that money helps, doesn't it? You know, even even for you guys.
4: Do you know? Do you know what we had to sell a player, Dom Iam, to pay for the pitch repairs because Wasp didn't have any money, and that had to pay for the loss of revenue for four games that we didn't have, also pay for the pitch repairs. And the Wasps so still are just under £500,000. So, you know, it, it, it's any cut one's good for us. You say about a takeover, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. We, we, Will and I now, we're just a bit fed up with everything going, oh, it should have been yesterday, should have been the day before, it should be tomorrow. we just got to wait and see you now. And takeover for us, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, we're stuck with Sisu. We sell the best players. Mark Robbins won't get any money, and we're back to square one. But you know, let's just go and enjoy Saturday. The FA Cup is magical. Yeah. We all love. There's a lot of teams in the Premier League disrespect the FA Cup, and it's naughty. And and teams like yourselves and us, we love the FA Cup. You know, we've won the FA Cup. You know, it's we still live on it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we still Listen, live on it. hey, it's it's, it's thirty
1: it's thirty one years today since Wrexham beat Arsenal in the FA Cup, which Will wouldn't have wouldn't have been alive. But let me tell you, Will, Arsenal were the top team in the country. Wrexham yeah. were the worst team in the country, and Wrexham win two one. YouTube it, right? Will uh, Miles. You might remember that. I'm not sure whether you. Yeah, I do. Uh, you, you know, uh, but so it's, who was then, it that
4: uh, scored that screamer? Who was it? That Mickey scored Thomas, Mickey Thomas. Mickey Thomas. Right. Yeah. What a goal, wasn't it? The free kick. What a goal. Yeah, and the pitch was yeah. like. It was quite muddy and everything, were not it? But what a what a great goal, wasn't it?
1: Proper cup tie, you know, crap pitch. Yeah. Well, I say crap. It's crap compared to now. That was the that was run of the mill in them days, wasn't it? You know, um, but basically, oh, oh, a really. Was horrible... thing.
4: Go on. That's another yeah. thing. Disney Plus, no, that's your, your program. How impressed that you replaced the pitch. Yeah. And then it wasn't right. Correct. And yeah. they got the phone call in America and said, oh, the pitch isn't right, what should we do? Well, how much is it going to cost? £500,000. Right, just do it. And oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Hey,
1: listen, it's it's bizarre for us because, like, we hadn't bought a player in, I don't know, how many years, you know, it's certainly not of any value. And sometimes now we've got half a million pound on the bench. It's like, you know, they've built a side, really, for sort of League Two, bottom end of League One is what they've kind of, you know, those are the players that they've been targeting. Um. Uh, and obviously you know we are we we are better than uh, than this league but it's not an easy cuz of the way that it's set up it's not easy to get out it's not easy to, yeah, get, it's yeah. a slog to get out of it you know so um yeah
4: but anyway you we... just said, you just, oh, sorry, you, just yeah. you just said about your bench half a million pound that's more than our bench <laughs> <laughs> it might be on saturday <laughs> Damn, it is it is <laughs> Seriously, it yeah. is. <laughs> it's bonkers, all Arman, isn't it? Paul Harmon is on the
1: pitch. Let's <laughs> yeah, well, hey, do what you've got to do, isn't
4: it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is.
1: No, seriously, I listen, I hope a couple of things. I hope it's a really good game. As I say, it's a it's a bigger game for us than it is for you, probably. So, you know, uh, hopefully it's a good day and a good game for us. And I just re- I hope that obviously all your troubles are sorted out. You get your owners sorted out unfortunately it looks like you're going to be stuck with uh, him owning the stadium but um, um you know best of luck for the rest of the season and uh, thank you. Thank you know you. we might even see you on saturday
4: yeah come and see us come and have a chat <laughs> love to
1: all right listen well thanks for your time
5: thank you very much
1: and you miles i'm about to run out of time so i'll let you go thank you very much thanks, all for right, us on. Thank thanks boys thanks very much It's time for the dulcet tones of Mr. Neil Smith, who goes under the guise of 1987 Till Present, who's performing a song written by his brother Adam Smith, which is called Someday. Someday is a song about Wrexham AFC, and you're, you're able to buy this song with profits going to mind charity. So if you go over to Bandcamp and look for 1987 Till Present, they're also on Twitter as 1987 Till Present. You'll find uh, Neil Manning the Manning the site there. So here's their brilliant song, Someday, to play us out.
0: There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore but that has been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground Come rain or shine, you'll hear our cry. Hold. On. I've been telling everyone I know I've been telling everyone to listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league We've had the best home Italian like Joey Jones And his best mate Mickey Ty Davis was a druid He loved Cymru And his name Saint Jordan On a scoring spree Legends from far Feel like Trinidad We've had great plays And some who drove us mad We've seen the law Seeing it all unfold right before our eyes We've done it all the wreck some way We'll remember everything on that promotion day I've been telling everyone I see I've been telling everyone I've been telling everyone who listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league I've been telling my nephew and my godson I've been selling my dog and the postman I've been selling my mum and dad for years Someday Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league